listening to Self-Publishing Journeys, the weekly podcast for all new and aspiring self-published authors. Stand by for tips, resources, hints, and practical techniques to help you on your own self-publishing journey. Meet indie authors at different stages of their writing careers and hear how they manage to get their own books published and making sales. For show notes, web links, and useful resources, please head to selfpublishingjourneys.com. But now, it's time for this week's interview. Here's your show host, self-published author and digital marketer, Paul Teague. My guest on this week's podcast is a former glamour model and editor of Penthouse magazine. She's also appeared on page three of The Sun. Now, before you rush to check that you downloaded the right podcast this week, you did, don't worry, this is self-publishing journeys. Lindsay Drew Honey has just self-published her first book, Every Shade of Blue, and she's going to tell us how she did it on the show today. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Hello, Paul. Nice to meet you. Your book is listed in the erotic fiction on Amazon, and that's the same category as the Fifty Shades books. So how saucy is your book on the sauciometer? Um, I think it might be slightly saucier because I, I really loved Fifty Shades of Grey, especially the first book, and I thought it had a fantastic plot. But what I thought I wanted to do in my book was instead of having the same two people for 1,500 pages in the trilogy, as it were, having sex, and then trying to make some variety out of that, I liked to see the sex from lots of different people. So there's, you know, there's um, a very loving, romantic, sexual um, relationship going through, and then there's a very sort of naughty um, SM one going through as well. Um, and then there's a sort of a younger woman, an older man, tease kind of thing as well. So I, I tried to do it from different perspectives. And, and it, Fifty Shades is written in the first person. I, I've written mine in the third person, but from different perspectives of, I think it's five different characters in the book. Now, you mentioned the T word there, trilogy. Um, are you intending to write more then? Is it being conceived as a trilogy? No, I don't know if the words are due. Ology, but I'm doing. I am. I'm doing a second book at the moment. I'm about two thirds through that. Um, I think to try and stretch my story to three would be a, a, a step too far. And I actually want to. When I, I think it's writing is a real learning curve. I'm so much better now um, than when I started. And this book has taken quite a long time because, unfortunately, um, I, I set off started writing before I actually had a beginning, middle and an end. So, you know, the book took a lot longer than it should have done, really. And now on my second book, I kind of know the beginning, middle and an end. And I know um, I've learned as I've gone along, really, you know. Um, and so the second book is going to be a lot easier. Then after that, I think I'm going to try and write a thriller without much sex in it, I think. I'll try, you know, if I can do that. I, I think I've learned a lot, you know, writing this book and, and the one that I'm writing now. I think you make a really interesting point there, because I remember when I write, wrote my first book, the, the, the first journey was actually just getting from beginning, middle and end. It was just getting there was the first journey. And when you'd written it or when I'd written mine, I thought, oh, blimey, that's how you do it. And I'm ready to do another one now. Yeah, that well, sounds like you've had a similar experience. Ex exactly, really, because it, it, it's, it's a learning curve, I think, unless you're, you know, unless that's something you've always wanted to do throughout your life or whatever. I, I mean, I just thought, I, I, you know, I... I haven't written sexy stuff for ages. I used to do it for all the magazines and stuff. And 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 when when this sort of new genre came out, I thought, well, I'd like to have a go at that. But I didn't really know what I was doing. And so I've learned on on the way, which is what people do anyway. With you know lots of things, you know, you learn as you go along. It's sort of um, a, a, an apprenticeship of writing. But 
in saying that, it, it should have taken me about nine months and it's taken me about two years, really, because, you know, I've changed it around a bit and, and everything, as I'm sure you possibly did with your first book, you know. Um, it, it, and I, I remember listening to, I think it was um, Richard and Judy, uh, Richard Maidley, he said he literally had his whole book come to him in about sort of 20 minutes and then he sat down and, and wrote it and I thought, well, that does, that didn't happen to me, really. It did it evolved, is it? I'd love that to happen, but it evolved, mine evolved as I went along. That's, that's why write back then. And then you mentioned that you had had some writing in your glamour career, that you'd done some writing. What, what writing had you done when you came to actually sit down and write a hard well, book? Well, I have written books before, actually, but they were, um, I wrote an autobiography when I was 33. Um, and I also wrote, uh, when I was editor of Penthouse, I did a, uh, a, se a sexy guide for lovers when the lover's guide was out, that kind of thing. I did that in a book. And I also reprinted a lot of letters that I had sent to me, erotic letters when I was editor of Penthouse. Um, but prior to that, I was, when I was a model, when I was in my early twenties, um, I don't know, you're obviously not old enough to remember, I know you must know of her, Fiona Richmond. She used to do the sexy tales in one of Paul Raymond's magazines. Oh yeah, yes, I know that name. Yes, of course, I've never read it, but no, yes, I, I know that. No, of course, you're probably not not born or something. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I remember I, I used to be a model and I used to do lots of magazines and I I was you know very reliable and people kind of liked me and that an editor of a magazine called Club International asked me if I'd put my name to a sort of sexploits of Lindsay type type of thing like the Fiona Richmond thing that went before. So I was interviewed by a chap, and he must have been about 50, I guess, um, which to me at the time seemed incredibly old. Not now, but anyway. And um, <laughs> he interviewed me, and he wrote this uh, sort of 2,000-word piece, and it just really didn't sound like a 22-year-old girl. It really didn't. So I said to the editor, you know, I, 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 can I have a go at doing this? And he said, yeah, give it a go then. So I sat down, and I wrote a 2,000-word piece, and I faffed around with it and changed it and, and eventually after about two days I was happy with it and um, sent it off and um, they liked it and then I think I did that for about three and a half years then before I moved to work at Penthouse so it, it sort of just happened like that really strangely enough. But, um, so you'd call yourself a writer then you weren't doing this from a standing start? Um, no so then, then then I worked at Penthouse for four years and then when I stopped working at Penthouse I worked for, uh, for a couple of other magazines that Northern and Shirley published Penthouse um, published um, and as I say I've had a few other books out but I haven't done I haven't written anything for quite a long time actually until I sat down and started Every Shade of Blue. When you got the autobiography has this tremendous title doesn't it Try Everything Once Except Incest and Morris Dance. Yes I, I did like that title <laughs> funny enough but my publisher liked it so um, they were going to just call it Incest and Morris Dancing and I said no I'm not going to call it Incest and Morris Dancing so they came in with Try Everything Once, and I said, yeah, okay, then. But that, that was my publisher's title, actually. Yeah. And you mentioned the P word there, and that is publisher in this context. You you had a publisher, so you well, have I've been had through the traditional route. I have. I was published. My other books um, were published with Virgin Publishing, and um, I had two books published with Virgin um, when I was in my 30s, about 20 years ago, and my autobiography about 20 years ago with Blake Publishing. In fact, I got two publishing deals in the same day, bizarrely enough. One with Blake Publishing to do my autobiography and one to do a sex, uh, Lindsay Drew's Pleasure Guide, that's what it was called, with um, Virgin Publishing. So um, I had like nine months to write the two, so that was manic, actually. But that then I didn't have to create a story. The story was already there, really. So 
Um, and the pleasure guide, well, I just sort of made that up on the hoof, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what was your uh, experience like then with, with, that was traditional publishing, wasn't it? Old-fashioned publishing? Yes. It was great. Yeah, it was fine, actually. There was no, no problem with it. It was, it was good. I, um, I, I did what I had to do and, and did it. And, 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 but it wasn't, it, it didn't feel, when, when I finished that, it didn't feel the same as when I finished my novel. I mean, when you've actually written a story from nothing um, rather than just write about yourself. Um, and I also wanted to write, because I nearly always wrote in the first person all the time, and I wanted to do this book in the third person, because I do read a lot, and I do prefer books to be written in the third person. There's a, there's a really favourite author of mine, Lee Child, I'm, I'm sure you know of it. Oh, yes, like yes. Reacher books. And it's really weird, because sometimes Reacher is in the first person, sometimes in the third person, and I think it really makes the book totally different. Um, and But I think if I write... A thriller next after my sequel to this I'm going to try and write in the first person just just because I haven't done it for a long time well so you like to push yourself by the sounds of it well yeah I think I, I think I did it really yeah it was, it, it, I did have a real sense of achievement when you know it was finished and when the books were delivered you know because you you see the cover and you know how many pages it is but until a box arrives at your door with your books in and you see how thick it is and you see how the paper looks and and everything then then you don't really know do you you sort of imagine what it's going to be like so yeah no it's it was quite exciting what made you then decide to sit down and start scribbling this story two 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 years ago well it'll be over two years ago now i guess if yes, you put the publication process in. basically because i'm i'm kind of self-employed i've got the time um i sort of manage my son well i don't manage my son i'm his pa i guess you know and now he's, he's older um, so I don't really have to that much to to do, you know, and, and I didn't really, I just thought it was something I could do. I thought I, I just challenged myself and have a go at writing because, as I say, I, I, I read some erotic novels and I just thought, actually, I reckon I could do this. And I think I'd like to challenge myself and have a go in doing it. So so that's that's how it, it happened, really. Did you know there's a, an official phrase for the way you write, which is a pantser, uh, by the seat of your pants, it's a pantser, uh, which is which is somebody who, who doesn't plan? Did, did you plan at all? Um, not really, not enough, no. I mean, I suppose I planned, I got the, the sort of, the, the three sort of, well, there's five main characters, I guess, but there's the three sort of, in a bit of a love triangle, it's not a love triangle, there's a sort of baddie and a goodie and a, and a female lead, and um, so I had those and I knew that it would sort of how it would s sort of start with the female being um, left by her husband after sort of 20 years and then her finding her sexual freedom and sort of moving on and finding love. But along the way, you know, it's not going to be smooth running. So that that was the sort of premise, really. Um, and I had the characters, the, 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 the sort of. Um, the goodie and the baddie and, and the, the leading lady. So I had that. But how I got from sort of A, you know, A to D, B and C in the middle, you know, I had to sort of work that. And I, I mean, I don't know if you've done this, but you've written chapters and you've deleted them because they um, I had a literary agent, um, you know, and he went to all the top publishers, but I couldn't get it placed. Um, and no, everyone said they really liked it, but I kind of missed the boat with erotic fiction. I didn't have anyone coming back saying it was this, that. Or they came back and said, I really like it, but it's not breakout enough to take a chance with the way that publishing is at the moment. 
Um, and I did get offered a deal, but I wasn't. It wasn't anybody big, and it wasn't what I was looking for. So I then spoke to a friend of mine, funnily enough, um, who was from Blake, Pub Blake Publishing, who I still sort of keep in touch with. And I got in touch with her about them publishing it, but they only publish nonfiction. Um, so I then she said that go to this self-publishing guru. I don't know if you know a lady called Claire Christian. I haven't heard that name. No. She she she's a literary agent, and she also has published some books herself, and she's got a small publishing house. And she sort of said, "Well, why don't you think about self-publishing and go to Matador? They're fantastic. They do everything you want. You can do as much or as little. You can do on ebook. You know, and, and basically because my book had sort of been out there for two and a half years, I was having to go back and edit stuff that was becoming a little bit out of date." You know, because in two and a half years, you're talking about music that's in the background. Well, you know, that music was stuff that was on the radio two years ago, not sort of current and things like that. And I just thought, I'm going to have to go back and sort of update a lot of stuff. So I just think, why don't I go down the self-publishing route? And um, if I can find someone who's good and Matador were great. So, I, I you know, and you've got all this sort of um, facilities with Troubadour with their sort of PR and stuff. Um, so, so that's why I did it, because I just really time... I just wanted to get it out then, do you know what I mean? Because it was sitting there and I was, I was then had an idea for the second one and I wanted to move on with it, really. Um, I suppose I could have hung on and tried to get the two together and then tried to get a deal, but I just thought, let's let's go with it now, let's bite the bullet and do it. How do you write, Lindsay? Are, are you pen and paper, computer? What's your process? Oh, no, I can't write on pen and paper at all. <laughs> no, I, um, I write on a computer and I touch type pretty quickly, so I get an idea... And then I just let it go. I just flow with it and just write. And then I go back and I reconstruct sentences, you know, shortening them, lengthening them, adding different words. Because when I'm writing, you know, if you're if you're talking about sex, there's only certain, you know, there's so many times you want to use the same word. But you think I better think of a better word, but it stops your flow. So I keep I just get it all down and put a word that I think I've overused that word. I don't want to use that word. I'm going to go back and. and and, and change, you know, like breathy, all those sort of words that you have in sexy books. You know, you don't want to keep saying the same thing. So I get it all down, and then I go, I more or less might write three or four pages, and then just go back and spend, a, um, you know, another day just perfecting that. Especially with the sex scenes. When I'm writing the non-sex scenes, they 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 are they're less. They they go down much more as they go down. But with the sex scene, I want to go back, and then I want to add to it and build up tension. So they take quite a bit longer to write. I'd like to talk to you about the sex scenes because this is quite an art. We have books that get bad sex awards. It's really important to get that right, isn't it? Yeah, it, and everyone, right. I have to say, I haven't had one. I mean, I've had a few criticisms. One person said they don't. One thing they didn't like in my book that I referenced too many things like Prada and Louis Vuitton, and you know, they they said they, like it was a placement for something, you know. So I had a, but no, I haven't had one person say, "Oh God, the sex is so lame in it." Everybody said, "Wow, that's." You know, I think people have, people like it. Everybody that you know reviews and stuff uh, have liked the sex, and I think you can either do it or you can't do it. I guess. And I'm going to ask you this because you know you don't you don't keep somebody who's edited in Penthouse and been a, a former glamour model and page three of the Sun. Uh, you must have a lot of experience of of writing this in, in a in a decent way, in a way that people uh, can accept and are happy to consume. So, what would be your tips about writing? the sex scenes um well i think writing the sex scenes you've got to let it flow you've got to think and you've got to um i don't know i think what what people don't want to hear the same expressions again and they want a really slow build-up seduction tease 
um, and then you want the, the the love aspect in there. You know, you and also I think what you, you don't want to. It's not right what you see. It's you know the, the sense of smell. I think is very important in in a, in a, a, a sexy book and the touch how somebody smells, how somebody feels, rather than just some, how somebody looks. So I think all the senses are really important. And I did go back. I remember I went back at some point and 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 sensed up my book. You know, putting you know this, you know he kissed me and I got a. A blast of Lister, Listerine and and or you know they tasted of champagne and strawberries or you know um, you know how someone tastes how a kiss tastes you know that type of thing I think that all adds to uh, and 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 what someone's wearing um, I think ladies particularly like to to read about being slowly undressed and you know and also there's the, the other side of it that's a really quick fast quickie type of thing so I think the variety is quite important as well what is it about this type of fiction Lindsay because it's just exploded hasn't it since uh, 50 shades and uh, if you look on Amazon uh, self-publishing industry is just full of people writing this kind of uh, fiction now what what has oh, caused that's that unfortunate I wish I'd have done it before yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I don't look on Amazon and check them all out really to be perfectly honest you know I read I read Fifty Shades, and then I read a couple of the Sylvia Day books, which I thought were really good. Um, although I don't like the name of the main character particularly, but um, um, Gideon—I thought that's a, not a very sexy name, personally. But anyway, um, I don't know. Is there so much about? I, I, I think really I kind of missed the boat with it. So that's that's. Uh, I wish I could have done it a bit quicker, really. But you know, as you know, writing takes as long as it takes, and if you want to get it right. You know, and I was really determined. I don't want to see a single mistake in that book, so I must have read it towards the end. You know, for the ebook um, setting and everything, I must have read. I've probably read that book forty times now. You know, and I haven't actually read it as a book. I went on holiday recently, and I thought I've got to read it as a book now, not as a piece of paper or on my computer or on some screen they've sent it to me. Um, I want to read it as a book, and I still haven't yet because I've read it so many times before. But I don't know. I I I. I think the erotic genre sort of well because grey came out recently didn't i I mean i don't know if that was a huge success um because all the people that i spoke to about it said they all knew what was going to happen it was just from his perspective so you know the story was exactly the same but instead of it being first person from the female protagonist it was from the the christian grey wasn't it i'm sure you've not Mm. read any of these have you (laughs) Well, no, my wife reads oh, them and interprets them. Did she read, she read Grey? <laughs> she hasn't read Grey, no. She's read the first three. Yeah. And uh, she hasn't got to Grey yet. And I keep thinking, you know, it, it's like it's almost like Harry Potter, I think, that um, we, we must get the DVD out because I think for cultural reasons, I need to see it, really. Yeah, I need, yeah, to, I, I need I to consume it. I have to say, I, I haven't spoke to anyone who liked the film, and yet it's been the biggest movie, it was the biggest movie of last year, I think, wasn't it? But I haven't... I went, when I went to the cinema and... Um, we have a fantastic little cinema near where I live in Walton on Thames, and it's one of these everyman cinemas where you can take in sort of prosecco and and you all sit on sofas and you know. So I came out of that, and all the ladies go to the loo afterwards. And as they came out, I polled them, and not one of them, about twelve women, not one of them liked it. Not really. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's made a fortune, hasn't oh, it? It's made an absolute fortune, but I haven't found anyone who liked it yet. I found lots of people who like the book, but not the, not the movie. Also, because I think, you know, if you sit down and read Fifty Shades, it's like a 500-page book, it would take, if you read it straight, it would probably take you about nine or ten hours to read, I'm guessing. Whereas the film is to be condensed to two hours. And 
so there was a lot cut out. So the character Christian Grey was never, um, you, you know, you didn't warm to him at all. I didn't think, but in the book, because you know there was a lot of background and stuff going on, you warmed to him because it was a longer sort of period. But I think in the film, it was too short to capture that, and you often get that with with movies because they're kind of short up to a book, aren't they? Yeah, and in your mind's eye, you're writing. I'm, I'm assuming exclusively for women, are you? Um, well, I've, I've given the book. I've, I've, people have got in touch with me via Facebook and things that guys have read it, but mainly it's it's aimed at women, I think, because I think men are more visual women are more into some sort of stimulation by the um uh, by the word whereas guys seem to like looking at pictures i think more so so um i, I don't know if you go on holiday it's always women reading books and men are often browsing through car magazines and things like that i tend to think i, I tend to think when it's a holiday read it's more women you see led around reading than men i want to talk to you about the the editing process you said you, you've read the book you reckon 40 times it It feels like 40 it does get a bit wearing after a while doesn't it (laughs) you can Um, go on editing it forever you think oh I don't like that word or something don't you I'm sure you've had the same thing yeah you've got to draw a line somewhere haven't you I think and say it's it's done now it's okay that's it it's gone yeah did it did it go through the formal editing proofreading process did you did you send it to a third party to do that well bizarrely enough my son who i think was 17 at the time he'd not long finished his um english language gcse so he was the first person who actually read it and did a a sort of a little bit of an edit on it for me because he's very good at punctuation and stuff although i'm not too bad um and then i gave it to a couple of friends to read but then i've got a friend who um, is an editor for she works on the Sunday supplement magazines as a as a proofreader I think and um, so she then um, did it for me um, and then I got a copy of edit done by Matador so so it did go through all, all the processes yes how painful was that copy edit uh, it wasn't too bad at all it was I mean I I'm such a blooming technophobe though it, it was slightly difficult because they uh, they come back and it's got all the red marks and it's chain you can accept the edit or or not really and I think a lot of the edits and stuff were to be done well my friend Sarah came back and sort of said his left hand took his right hand does that work she said I'm sat in my office sort of go what side of the plane were they on and you know so she was going through it and and so there was lots of bits and pieces that and also she checked a lot of things that were names of places and that were spelt correctly and all that sort of thing for me which was really invaluable and then then when it went to matador it was a lot about colons commas and and um hyphens were a lot of i mean the amount of people who don't really know where hyphens or semicolons go and i i kind of was one of them um but i've learned now um, and also now these days, with commas, they take a lot of commas out in modern writing, don't they? So that it flows quicker, which I didn't realise. So I put a lot of commas in that were taken out. But mainly that that was it was mainly sort of punctuation and um, paragraphs and things like that. If they ran on a bit too long, you're the second author I've talked to who went down the Matador route to self-publish. I know they give you quite a lot of control over the process. What, what about your cover when it came to the cover? What was that like? Well, it was fantastic, actually. Um, the lady who designed it is, is since left, but she, I really was quite vague on what I wanted. Because it's called Every Shade of Blue, I wanted it to be blue. And um, I wanted an image that was attractive. And the first cover image they sent me, I loved it because I thought, 
it was a really nice image of a sexy curvy back with the sort of valley of the waist showing and you could it was very close up and you could almost see the tiny little follicles of hair on the body and everything and I thought it was really really sexy and the only thing I changed was it was every shade of and the of was in the wrong place it was too far to the left and I moved it to the right and that was it it was very simple yeah they, they came up with a great cover for me I couldn't be happier with it really that's a great experience yes. and then when when you sign that off to, to Matador what happens then is it off for the print um no they signed the cover off it took a long time before the back cover came um, I wrote the, 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 you know, the blurb for the back cover. And then I only really, that, that was about, I think I sent it off to them in about August and the cover came through sort of almost within a couple of weeks. Um, but the back cover didn't come through until about two or three months later. But I mean, it's only a continuation anyway. But I, w I was unaware of what the back cover would look like until um, very near to going to, to print, yes. The pile of books arrives from Matador. Yes. What happens next for you? Um, well, what happened next for me, it was a bit of a, a funny timing because they came on like 18th of December. Um, so at that point, I really, um, I just took them into my gym and had a sort of impromptu signing with lots of people in my gym um, having, buying a copy and, and, and taking them. But, you know, then Christmas came and the, the release date wasn't until... January the 28th so when they came in really I mean I just had a hundred come come in and I think, I think I've got three left now so that was kind of what happened really. Oh that's fantastic isn't it and and what are you doing to market the book yourself then because this is always a an interesting part of self-publishing. Oh, yeah I mean I'm, I'm, I'm probably not doing as much as I should really I'm trying to learn how to do Facebook and I'm trying to learn how to do Twitter and my son's been helping me with that a little bit and um, you know I've you know the um, Matador PR lady Sarah has been getting me interviews and stuff and I've done a radio interview for Talk Europe I've also I've also got in touch with my um, where I live in Weybridge they've got a, a Elmbridge magazine which is a glossy sort of magazine and it and it goes and it goes out to the area because I set the book in where I live you know around the sort of Surrey Hills and um, so I, I did an interview for that and, and that came out and got the cover and they also do about five other magazines in like Windsor, Ascot, Guildford, Kingston, Richmond and, and they put the interview in that so that's coming out next month. Um, so I'm just doing what I can really, I mean I'm up for doing the publicity but it's, you know, it, I think uh, it's, I think a lot of people have, have said, oh not another sexy book out, you know, so, so it's not been as easy as I hoped. I mean, I'd love to see getting the airport, wouldn't we all? But, you know, I don't know how you do that. I'm, I'm still trying, really. Are, are you disheartened by that? Um, a bit, yes. But, I, you know, I, that, that's the way it is, I guess. And I, I really, although the self-publishing thing is good, I'm going to try and punt the second book around with the first book and see if I can get a traditional publishing deal this time. And it won't, the book won't be so old. It won't be hanging around for a couple of years or, or you know. Because I have a literary agent and you send it off to them and they take a while to read it and then they send it off to Random House, they take a while to read it, then they send it off to Penguin, they take a while to read it, you know, but by which time nine months has gone by, you know. Um, so so that that's why I self-publish, but I would like to get a traditional publishing deal if I can. Fifty Shades, of course, was self-published originally. The Martian was self-published originally. And then the publishers came to the authors yes. in, in those scenarios. Yes. So I guess you're not losing anything by 
by getting the books out there no, and finding exactly, an early exactly. audience. It's out there. It looks good. People are reading it, and and you know the the people that have got back to me about it, saying it's fantastic. You know, well done. We really enjoyed it. it you know, so so that that's really uplifting. What about the second book then? So it's great to hear that you you got the first book done. And you're straight into the second book because yeah. I think to a certain extent that is the secret of self publishing success. You get the next one out and the next one out. You're well, not just I, a... I really really would have liked to have this one finished now when this one came when the when every shade of blue came out. I haven't got a title for my second book yet. Um, so um, I would really like to have that finished, but I haven't because the last process, the last sort of couple of months before your book comes out there's all this checking stuff and and things to do so I really had to sort of put it aside couldn't sort of get onto it every single day um but as I say I'm about to, I'm about 60,000 words so I'm I'm sort of nearly there um so you know I would have liked to have it finished already but it'll only be a couple of months I think let's talk about the process of the second book because you you said to me right at the beginning of this chat that it was a lot easier to sit down and write that one having done the first one so what had you learned then in in that process that made it or it's making it easier with the second one well I've, i've got the characters already i've got established characters you know so i know a lot about them and i've already developed their pasts and and what's happening with them so so that makes it a lot easier rather than creating there's obviously new characters but you know the the uh, main characters in the first book are still all in there as main characters um and also i've i've learned now that you know i like the way my, my descriptive writing's got much better and i like the way i know how to build the sex scenes better than i did before because it, it just comes with experience i think so and i got a beginning middle and end rather than starting with thinking oh, i'm going to have a go at this i can do it you know now i've got the characters and now i've got a story um, there's a little bit that I need to work out how I'm going to get from you know the last sort of quarter to tie everything up because I hate books that at the end leave you thinking people what happened with that you know I like to get everything tied up at the end so there's a, there's a couple of sort of developments that need to, to, to be sort of worked out before I get to the end but it is, it's so much easier because I've got the characters and I've got the story. And you're writing to what, 80,000 words again with this one? Yes, I think the other one was about 81,000 words. I think it's 340 pages or something. And I I think that's, I, when I read books, I like books about 350, 400 pages. So um, that that was a, when it came through, when they told me it was 340 pages or whatever, I was quite pleased because I don't like books that are 200 pages or something. I just, you know, once you get into a book, you want to get into it and it's too short otherwise. So I... Uh, the, the the length of it is is what I'm aiming for about the same again. Can you write on the hoof? So, for instance, you you just told me you've been on holiday. Can you write on the plane and in the airport, or do you have to sit down I, and and prepare yourself? For I that did process? take my iPad and I was going to do it, but I didn't actually. I didn't get around to it. The sun was calling me. I didn't. Um, no, I don't. I do like. I, I did write a really good chapter in a, in the airport in Helsinki once, and and. I remember that chapter of where I was because I was hanging around in airport for ages on my own. So I did manage um, to, to do that. But um, not really. No, I like to sit in my office, get up, start early in the morning and um, crack on with it. Maybe just for three or four hours a day. Um, and, and I like to get through. I, I like to set myself. Let's get to the end of the chapter. The end of the chapter might not be. Um, you know, edited and polished as I want it, but get all the salient points that's going to happen in that chapter down, and and then then go back the next day fresh and then tidy it all up and 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 make it polished and good kind of thing. 
How, how many words are you getting done then in a session that's three, four hours? Um, about 1,500. Yeah? Yeah. But then that's not 1,500 that I keep. It'll probably take me two days to write that 1,500. Maybe, maybe two days and I've got 2,000 that I'm happy with. And are you, are you terribly self-critical about your writing? Do, you, you've told me that you'll you'll just erase chapters and throw them out. Well, I had to because when I had a literary agent and I first gave it to him, he said, I love this, I love this, I love that, hate that, hate that, hate the ending, your dialogue needs work, you know, all that sort of thing. And he was right. He really, you know, he's, he's, he was right. Um, but basically, I, I, I have chapters from about five people perspective and I also did it from a couple other people's perspective and he said it's just too busy and he was right you know they were not major characters and you shouldn't I didn't really think it worked and once he pointed that out I think he was totally right um so I deleted chapters that were you know from from people who were no, were no longer big players in the book so they had to go yeah and that was major tummy turnover really did I didn't like doing that at all you sound like you take criticism quite well though is that true um well, yeah, one has to if, if you if you think um, you're trying to do something, and if you think someone's got a relevant point, then then you do. But um, if if someone is just, I, I think you have to look at it and, and see if if you can see that, that what they're saying is true. And if it's not, as, as I say, you know, my literary agent particularly liked um, all the the these sort of things that you know like she was wearing Prada shoes or his suit was from you know Hugo Boss and he said that's great People, women love that I think that's really good and yeah, as I say one person said oh I didn't really like that but I like the book so I mean you you, you sort of have to take a, a little bit from what everyone says I think really if you're going to move forward and make it better really and you can't please all of the people all of the time exactly, can you yeah so I think you just got to look at it and make your own decisions really so what's your trajectory for this second book then? When do you think that might hit the the shelves, so to speak? Well, it's quite a long process, isn't it? So, I mean, I, I would have loved to go out for the summer holidays, but I don't think that's possible, really. Um, so, I mean, what, what I have, I have got a contact with the publisher at the moment, and um, I was going to go along with, like, my first three chapters and the full synopsis and my other book and, and just sort of put the feelers out, even though it's not finished yet, really. And it sounds to me like your aspiration is to be traditionally published. That that sounds well, like it's I'd, the I'd like dream. To, I'd like to, yes. Um, not that the process of self-publishing has been a, a tricky or difficult or anything, but I'd like to give that a go first and see what happens. Okay, and now the other thing that you told me that I'm really interested to hear about, and I don't think this is this is typical of a female writer, is that you want to write Jack Reacher kind of novels. That And that's <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> well, I, I could never read a Jack. I could never write anything uh, with, with such an amazing character. I don't think. I mean, he, he, you know, the funny thing about Jack Reacher is that obviously, no, you know, he's getting. He's, I think he's about the same age as me, actually. You know, but he's getting too old for all this rough stuff. So I don't know where. I think Lee Charles is going to go back and do stuff. You know, when he was younger and and stuff. I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, a lot of women read Lee Child's books, I think, because, you know, Reacher is a very sexy character, I think. Um, and if there's any sexy writing within Lee Child's books, it's very short, but it's very good. It's very, you know, it's, it's his, his sexy bits with Reacher are very good. I find them really entertaining. But well, that's interesting, isn't it? That a man writing for a, a, a female audience I don't and is hitting the right spots for that. I, I don't know. I think if you polled people who, who, who read um, Reacher Lee Child books, I think it is, I bet his audience is 
kind of split 50-50. The men like the sort of gung-ho moral character righting wrongs and the women like a hero. So I think, you know, I think he appeals, he, he's, he's got both audiences sewn up big time. A very, very clever man, doing very well as well, isn't he? Yes, I, I went to. I was a big fan. I went to lots of his talks and stuff. Yeah, questions and answers when he has his new book out and everything. Yeah. When you come to writing your thriller, then have you got any ideas yet about where you might go with that? No. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> um, I don't know. I read quite a few books when I was on holiday. Quite sort of simple. Um, stories that you know have a, a really one really good twist in them you know like everyday stories that are about everyday people that have got some darkness in their past that comes back to haunt them and that's kind of something that i'm going to 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 sort of base it on i guess and long term what would you like to be writing the erotic fiction or, or the thrillers or are you just going to mix it up i'll mix it up if i can yeah i'd like to mix it up really i just think i've done enough that you know two this storyline is is an you know it's, it's two books erotic thriller and you know now i'm going to see if i can just do a, a regular thriller and then i'll see how i feel when i'm doing that and and if i you know if i get a deal or self-publish it or what happens but i do enjoy the whole process i do find it quite challenging but i find it you know uh, rewarding so you know I'm just going to keep on going and see how I get on really. One of the things I'd like to ask you we talked about marketing a little bit earlier but when you're appearing on radio shows and things like that how happy are people to talk about erotic fiction do you think we've blown away some of the cobwebs that that make us reluctant to talk about things like that now? Um, I don't know I mean I, I haven't had m much radio interviews or n anything like that so no I, I don't know I think there still is a bit of a taboo really um, although you get like stand-up comedians the whole time I mean half their their, their um, routines are about porn and, and, and you know, things like that so I mean I think we we've, we've moved forward on it but with the erotic fiction I, I kind of think that I, I, I do think that with with Fifty Shades everyone after that book came out there were so many people writing books you know similar you know let's get a sexy book out that I think publishers um, and people who promote it maybe have got kind of you know a bit oh not another one um, and I think I might be sort of suffering from that a little bit one review I had recently in a magazine called Jade magazine said you know you know there's been so many books like this that this one might get overlooked and it's really but you know they said it's better written it's racier than than Fifty Shades which they didn't rate at all um, but you know, I think a lot of people are oh, not another one. You know, so I think you've got you've got that to counter as well a little bit. How many of your own experiences as a as a glamour model and in that field have you fed into the book? Well, it's quite funny. There's one there's one bit I remember. There's there's one bit in my book where the uh, leading lady Suzanne um, meets this uh, SM guy and. And um, she's all tied up and he's gone off to have a shower and he's left her all sort of shackled to the bed with under bed restraints. And her phone rings and it, she's got twin boys and um, it, she has a different <laughs> ring for each of them. And, and it's one of them and he never rings her. And so she's like in a panic. And my friend who was reading it and she texted me said, oh, my God, that always happens to me, doesn't it? And I was like, well, it's never happened to me. I made you up. <laughs> but it happened to her, and it was really funny. Fantastic. So, and it sounds like, is it light-hearted? That's the other thing I should ask you. Um, I don't know. I can't write comedy. No, I don't think it's light-hearted, but it's, it's, it's kind of, it's not, I don't think it's dark, because it's, it is a 
love story, but there was a darkness in there. But um, I wouldn't say it was lighthearted, no. Well, it, it's a fantastic achievement having sat down and, and written that book and your first all-fiction book and you've got it published yourself, which is tremendous. So congratulations on that. Thank you very much. What lessons have you learned then along the way? Because you, you've got a good history with publishing, traditional and self-publishing. What have you learned from this experience that you can pass on? Well, to be honest, the, the, the self-publishing experience, being in touch with Matador, the way people get back to you and sort everything out, design a fantastic cover. Um, uh, when I was in the normal of publishing with um, Blake Publishing, there were a lot of booty lunches that I didn't get with self-publishing, <laughs> which I missed. Although I did go back and, and meet with them, even though they only published non-fiction. We had another boozy lunch, but um, <laughs> it, it wasn't going anywhere. Um, you know, as I say, if you self-publish with a really reputable company like uh, Matador, you've got all this sort of distribution, the same people that work for their publishing, uh, mainstream Troubadour. So, so you get all the benefits of that. Um, obviously, you know getting into the major bookshops that's something that if you're with a mainstream publisher i would imagine you'd probably um have a, a better chance of getting in really and um you know when i go i mean i actually when when, when i did this um elmbridge magazine and they said where can you buy it from apart from online so my local bookshop in cobham i went in there and they were going to take some that was fine but when i had to go to the place to ask them if they take some you know it took me about 25 minutes to park up and all this. And I thought, I know why people buy books online, because you'd have to go into a bookshop, park your car, walk for miles, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, people do buy books online. But I do actually think that, you know, it's nice to have it in a shop and it's nice to have it in Smith's or Waterstones or at the airport. And I think with self-publishing, it's very difficult to actually, unless you get massive publicity, to do that. So I think that's the dang thing with with self-publishing that, that I've been a bit disappointed with. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a test to finish with now because you told me you were new to Facebook and you told me you, you were new to Twitter. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you where we can find you uh, online to finish with. Is that okay? Uh, yes. I, I am on Facebook and I am on Twitter. Um, Lindsay, as Lindsay Drew Honey and Every Shade of Blue. So. so if you just do a search for that on Facebook and Twitter, that's where we'll find you, is yes. it? Yes. Yes. Brilliant. Well, look, I wish you every success with this book and the next book, Lindsay. Congratulations once again. It's always a great achievement, I think, always, you know, to have written the book and to have got it out there. I do wish you luck with it. Thank you very much indeed, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's Self-Publishing Journeys. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your indie author friends. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcast directory you use. In the meantime, you'll find previous interviews and all the show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll have more great self-publishing tips for you next week. <laughs>